0: Love talk
1: radio welcome in friends to the jazz mill broadcast a celebration of all things jazz featuring the great music of and interviews with some of the hottest singers and players on the planet as always your calls and feedback are welcome now your host scott henderson Welcome in, friends, to the Jazz Mill Broadcast, a celebration of all things jazz, featuring the great music of and interviews with some of the hottest singers and players on the planet. As always, your calls and feedback are welcome. Now, your host, Scott Henderson. That's me. Me, it's me. It's Ernestine. (laughs)
2: Well, welcome in, friends, to the Jazz Mill. I am your co-host, Scott Henderson, and for the next 60 minutes or so, going to be doing our level best to entertain you with some of the best artists, and musicians on the planet today, as always, we invite your calls at 515-602-9600. You can use our chat room if you would rather. Uh, hey, here's a fun fact. Did you know that researchers at Oxford University found a correlation between high IQ and those who dig jazz? And that the more that people listened to jazz, the smarter they became, which is very good news for a guy like me. On top of that, the overwhelming majority of jazz lovers tend to floss daily. Uh, they recycle and they never, ever, ever put uh, pineapple on a pizza. Uh, so <laughs> that's all good from my from my standpoint. Uh, punch up now our jazz mill co-host and segment producer Greg Rockingham, who has been keeping the beat since he was just five years old. He is an alumnus of the prestigious. Interlock and Arts Academy at Northeastern University. Uh, Greg has worked with everybody from Glenn Miller to Steely Dan. Presently, he plays with the Soul Message Band, who, in my humble opinion, is the hottest B3 combo east of the Mississippi. They can be heard weekly at Chicago's historic Green Mill and elsewhere in the Midwest. Uh, welcome in, G-Rock. How are you, buddy?
3: I'm doing well. Doing well. Sad that uh, well, summer is... Uh, uh, ending, ending, but they're uh, they're holding on to some warm weather here in Chicago, so I'm doing okay. Yeah,
2: it, it could be worse. They're saying 80s, yet, 80s next week, but uh, yeah, the leaves are turning and uh, some are starting to fall, and uh, it's always kind of a bittersweet thing. As pretty as it is, it's the it's the uh, you know the the. Uh, lead into uh 7 months of ice cold <laughs> but uh anyway you know what you You're get right you, you know what you get when you live here but uh well hey it wouldn't be tradi- it'd be tradition uh to-, to tell you a quick joke so if you'll indulge me uh <laughs> all right Greg. uh now now wh- why did the museum
3: thieves get caught Do you know uh no i don't why did they get caught?
2: <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Uh, because they had <laughs> no Monet to buy the gas to make the Van go. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. They don't get any money. Oh my that. Uh, oh, as, that may be yep. uh, right up there with the all-time uh, worst or best. I'm not sure, but uh, thank you for your thank yeah, you for you your uh, for that one. Thank you. Thank you for your fake. Thank you for your fake laugh. I, I appreciate that. But hey, if our guest is if our guest is still here, he may have hung up on yeah. us. Uh, we, we, we've we got a real a real blue chipper uh, today, Greg, Alan Pasqua. Uh, we, we learned about Alan. Uh, I'll tell this quick story before we punch him up. Uh, we learned about him during uh, a show that we did a while back. Uh, With drummer John Armato, you and he, uh, both being drummers, uh, picked a few of your favorite drummers, and then we played their music, and you pointed out the things that you loved so much uh, about uh, each of them, respectively, and uh, John had picked one of Allen's songs, uh, Wichita Lineman, which we're going to play at the end of the broadcast. We're going to play that as our outro, and uh, when we came out of that song, do you remember what happened to us,
3: Greg? Uh, Yes, I do. I remember what happened to me and you. Yep, I sure do. All three of us
2: were were weepy, and we could not speak. We were so moved by that song. And uh, it's always gotten me. There's a couple of lyrics in there that just, you know, they tend to bust me up. And then uh, John had pointed out – some uh really sweet brush play on that record that was kind of replicating the the whining that that he uh, refers to in the lyrics of the song it's a Jimmy Webb song where he talks about being able to hear uh, his his girlfriend or wife's voice and the wires and, and it's and it's and it's this this mimicking of that sound uh, as as the brushes are being played and I think it's and we'll ask Alan this but I think it's Peter Erskine that, that's making that happen yeah
3: Peter ever Erskine ever since then yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I can't hear I can't hear that song without without breaking down and uh uh it, it's so beautiful. These little subtle things that uh, you know, a lot of people probably don't hear, but when you hear it, uh there there there's no going back. So uh, we're going to talk here. We're going to play some of Alan's music. Uh, He is the chairman of jazz studies at USC, born in New Jersey, Uh, began studying piano at age seven, uh, playing both classical and jazz styles. He attended Indiana University and received a bachelor's degree in jazz studies from the New England uh, Conservatory. Uh, He's worked with all of the luminaries of pop music and jazz, to name a few Stanley Clark, Joe Henderson, the Brecker brothers, uh, Bob Dylan, Santana, Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, Elton John, Queen Latifah, Rod Stewart, uh, John Williams, Quincy Jones, Dave Grusin. Uh, he's even written uh, for s- several movie scores. Uh, I think he's credited with the main work done on uh, The Waterboy uh, featuring uh, Adam Sandler. So he's had his thumb in a lot of pies, uh, that is for sure. So we're so happy to get to visit with Alan Pasqua. We'll punch him up now. Alan, uh, welcome in, sir. I know you're getting up early to be with us. We so appreciate that.
4: <laughs> Hi, Greg. Hi, Scott. Not not early at all. Oh man, I'm an early riser. Yeah, well, to be that's how you both. get ahead.
2: That's how you get ahead in life. And uh, we've been we've been studying your game, and ever since uh, that that uh, introduction to you, did did you hear what we were saying about Wichita Alignment uh, I,
4: I did. Wonder yeah, if I that, can... that is uh, that is Pete uh, Peters Erskine playing on that record with uh-huh. me, uh, and uh, wonderful bassist from Poland, Dariuk Oles playing bass on yes. that record. And, you know, first of all, two things. One, that was probably the worst joke I ever heard. And two, (laughs) you never put pineapple on the pizza. Thing of silly, totally right? You're with
0: us on that, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, forget it. <laughs> Keep it simple, man. Let's stick with the old standards. Uh, yeah, right. I, uh, it, it is bad. I, I looked that I looks far and wide. In fact, that's the joke, <laughs> uh, Alan. The, the worse, the better. It's like it, 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 it's, so, it's yeah. so bad. It comes, it goes all the way around the circle, and it starts to get good again. You follow me? Yeah. And, uh, that, that, yeah. That's, that's is, what I was hoping. Hoping to achieve there and each week as as we visit with our uh, our, our guests and our audience. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank sure. you. I appreciate your candor. You won't stop me. You will <laughs> not <course>. stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are uh as much an educator as you are a wonderful wonderful musician, a, a Grammy nominated musician at that. Uh I, I wonder if you could if you could talk a little bit, uh, Alan about your uh you know, sort of musical journey. Uh what what made you fall in love? When did you know that this was how you wanted to spend your life, if I could ask?
4: Uh sure. Uh, early age. Uh I grew up in New Jersey. Uh my dad uh was a bass player. Uh, my grandpa was actually, uh, he was a piano builder for Aeolian Piano Company in Garwood, New Jersey. So, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a piano in the house. My brother, uh, Mike, the uh, older brother, uh, also played piano. So I used to sit and listen to him play. And then, you know, I just got curious after he was done practicing. I'd sit and kind of mess around. Um, I think for me, you know, I, I took piano lessons when I started I think probably age seven just you know getting familiar with uh, the piano and uh, classical basic classical repertoire um, we my uh, my mom and dad took me to uh, Atlantic City one year uh, the Steel Pier when it was I don't even know if it's still there anymore it might be mm-hmm. um, Buddy Rich Buddy Rich big band was there and we kind of walked oh. in on them and that was the first time that I heard um the jazz music live and you know uh, it was really 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 exciting um he had a uh, prob this is probably uh, i'm guessing a hey, uh, early 60s i was little uh and he had a really really good band um yeah. so i was just uh you know just kind of taken with, you know, what I had heard and all the the emotional impact of, of hearing that music live. Uh, and then, you know, I, I started getting curious about it. You know, we'd go to record stores and uh, probably early on, um, I mean, this is right when stereo uh, was, you know, invented and, and mass produced in like home stereo systems and they were like big big sure. pieces of furniture back then, you know, and you get <laughs> big bands with the trumpets on the left and the saxophones on the right. <laughs> That's and, right. Know,
0: That's uh, right.
4: But I, I listened early on to, to Oscar Peterson and Ray and, and Ed Thigpen. Um, and mm-hmm. then, um, my dad and I went to the record store one night we were getting a bunch of records and I came home and out of the bag, Popped this LP, and it was called Miles Davis Jazz Track. And uh. um, this was 1958, so it was his sextet on one side with the Train and Cannonball, and um, um, the other side was a film score that Miles did with French musicians. Uh, and uh, it's been re- it's been reissued on, on CD. But that was the first time, and that's like the famous Miles is playing Stella and uh, Green uh-huh. Dolphin Street and uh, Put Your Little yeah. Foot Forward. That's the first time I had heard that anything like that. And I remember hearing Train. That was the first time I heard him with his solo break into, uh, in Green Dolphin Street and just how lyrical he played and, and how – you know, yes. his sound it just it it really took me um and that's when i heard bill evans the first time uh play the his uh. incredible intro on green dolphin street and i was i was like what what is this <laughs> you know because it sounded to me like like debussy and Ravel, but it was like it wasn't um so i kind of made a left turn away from oscar and really listened to a lot of Bill Evans as a kid. And being yeah. very close to Manhattan, I was able and very fortunate to go into the into New York City and see Bill play live many, many times. Um, in yeah. a, var- a variety of settings, uh, uh, the Museum of Modern Art did a Sunday series called Jazz in the Garden, and uh, I saw Bill play outside there on a Sunday afternoon with my... 80-year-old classical piano teacher, uh, Lillian <laughs> Gerhardt, because she, she said, Alan, I want you to teach me about sw- swing music. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we went into New York, we took the bus in, and uh, it was Bill and uh, Jack DeGionette and Eddie. It was that trio. Uh, yeah, you know, just, perfect. Those things, they never leave you. They imprint, uh, nah. imprint on you and, and really, yes, really do. kind of forge your, you know, that, that creates your your life, you know, what you're going to do. So those were the yeah. early, uh, yeah. inspirations for me, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, how lucky were you to fall into such wonderful stuff? You know, those records, Greg, uh, the miles record, yeah. Greg's got a heck of a, heck of a collection yeah. and, uh, suspect yeah. you too have taken taken some of the same turns in in your, in your musical, uh, studies. And, and as your tastes have developed, uh, you mentioned, uh, uh Peterson and and Bill Evans who uh, I'm sure you'd agree were were different stylistically uh but but if you could you're a perfect guy to ask if you had to kind of break down their games uh what what about them do you like and wh- where are they different if I may ask
4: well geez I mean both of them were incredible piano technicians uh in in very different ways um bill i i'm not sure i ever heard bill ever he, it, it wasn't that his stuff was worked out uh, but he was really a two-handed piano player he he used both hands uh all, in in his uh solo uh approach harmonically and all of his moves were they were perfect. They, there was yeah. nothing ever questionable about any, not one note. <laughs> that it, all, everything completely made sense. All the the eyes were dotted, T's were crossed. Um, he had a sound uh, like nobody else. Uh, just in terms of his touch, and then the way he he <laughs> voiced harmony, his his harmonic voice, his chord voicings were were. Yeah. Different because he combined, you know, the, the the older style of like, you know, in in my class we call it tertiary uh, chord voicings, where it's like you know one three five seven. He combined that uh-huh. with the more modern um, modal like perfect fourths, perfect fifths voicings, and he would use uh-huh. them in the same musical sentence, and that really, you know. Uh, that was very unique to Bill, and and it made yeah. his sound kind of a, a little bit elusive. It's like what if because on one hand there was something that sounded very familiar, and then it was bookended with something that was uh, that sounded great but but unusual. You know. and uh, yeah. there's really early recordings of, of Bill uh, with George Russell, mm-hmm. who was one of my teachers at, at NEC. Uh, one hmm. in particular called Billy the Kid uh and, and uh you know his technique is just it's impeccable it's flawless and his his time um very different the, the way they approached the uh how they swung very very different completely like yeah. 180 yeah. degrees yeah. you know uh how, you know bill was way more vertical played more more downbeat uh and Oscar uh-huh. was, you know, really a lot more upbeat in, in his approach. Um, yeah. Very different, but they both felt really, really great to me.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you, you have a lot of people hearing this that will agree. Both wonderful titans in their respective uh, uh, worlds, uh, and but for quite different reasons. I think the thing that they share in common. Was that you know you never got a sense that they were repeating repeating a phrase unless it served the tune to uh, fresh ideas and such wonderful phrasing and uh, you know but but how they got there was was quite different as as you point out so eloquently Alan I think that's well well described uh, even a, a blockhead like me can understand what you just said so uh, th- thank thank you for doing that I'm thinking of a picture. Of uh, Bill Evans, where he's sitting at the piano and he's looking at the camera and he's got this this real uh kind of kind of dirty smile. You may know the image uh it could be on an uh-huh. album cover for all I know, but it it, it, it may I always look at it and I think well, you better keep your girlfriend close because bill's bill's given given her the once over uh he <laughs> seems like he had he had a little did he have a little rascal in him or is that just my imagination?
4: You know, I don't know. I, I unfortunately never got to meet him, although we grew up like 10 no. miles away from each other. He was, Did you really? he was you yeah. know, one generation older than, than I was. Uh, um, but <laughs> I, I, um, I've, you know, talked to people who knew him and, uh, said he was just a wonderful, warm, really warm guy. Very, very, yeah, yeah. very sweet guy. Uh, Eddie Shout Daniels is a, a friend of mine, uh, I'm sorry. I was going to say Eddie Daniels is a a friend of mine. Uh, We were uh, neighbors actually when I lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico for a few years. And Eddie said that he was in the Vanguard one night and uh, Bill was playing. And on the break, uh, Eddie went up to him and was talking to him. And he said, man, you know, I love that that tune of yours very early. And, you know, he says, yeah, I got to transcribe it. And he said, Bill took a bar napkin and just, wrote the changes down for him and signed and said, here, here, Eddie. <laughs> <Yeah>. How
2: generous, <laughs> right? Guy. How generous. Lo- that is yeah, a lovely, lovely guy. thing to do. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's, one of the Titans, one of the handful of guys you think about, uh, you know, as, as you look, uh, at the, 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 shoulders of giants, right? We all uh, stand on them and, uh, thank goodness. Uh, thank goodness. They were, they were a part of a part of the whole scene. Um, you mentioned a second ago too the the, uh, the the entertainment centers we all grew up with. Greg, did did you have a one of those? Uh, ours was uh, about seven feet long, and it had a TV in the middle. It had a hi-fi on one end and a and a, a, a turntable t- turn on the other end. Uh, I remember it took our whole family and some of the neighbors kids to to move this thing into our house it, it weighed as much <laughs> as a Volkswagen <laughs> but we but we got that sucker in there and then we had it for years because we we couldn't get it out of the house, you know. And even when it wasn't working, I, th- I think the last thing that, that worked on it was the uh, was the turntable. And then eventually, uh, I, I ended up with that in my bedroom and uh, was was damned happy to have it. Uh, and, and some of those records, you, you come from I think a musical family, Alan. And uh, I'll bet you a hundred dollars that uh, your your mom and dad had a copy of. The 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 Herb Alpert uh, record with the lady with the whipped cream. I bet you, I bet you anything. Uh, I know mine did. Greg, maybe yours too. But that was that was like you had to have it, right? You had to have it. But yeah, there's something nice about those old records. Something uh, that made you feel like you know it was gonna it's gonna be okay. You know, we can always put the record on and go somewhere. You know, in our minds at least. Well, I want to hear one of yours, uh, Alan, and uh, I wonder if I could get you to set up uh proto cosmos here if you would for our listeners uh, talk a little sure. bit about the players and where that one came from that goes way back doesn't it into your uh catalog
4: yeah i th- you know you asked me to pick uh three of my compositions to you know recorded pieces um and i spaced them 20 years apart <laughs> kind of intentionally <laughs> just you know um yeah. Uh Protocosmos I recorded with uh, Tony Williams uh, when I first got out of college at NEC. Um, I, I can briefly tell you how I met Tony. Um, as I mentioned earlier, George Russell was one of my teachers at, at, at New England Conservatory, and I was the luckiest man on earth to have as my piano teacher, Jackie Byard, um, who really took me under his wing and mentored me for a couple of years um, and Thad Jones was my uh, arranging teacher for a semester. He wow. was up in Boston, wow. uh, so I, yeah, <laughs> I had the I had the Holy Trinity for me, uh, and these guys were they were the best. Uh, Thad invited me to the Vanguard. I got to sit in with the band. Um, George wrote a suite of music that was commissioned. Uh, it was called Living Time, and it was Bill Evans Trio and then uh, a big band, almost like two two small uh, ensembles that were comprised to make a big band. Um, it, it had two conductors because things would be happening at different time uh, tempos and uh, really far out, incredible uh, suite of music. Um, it was recorded on CBS and some of the personnel on the LP, uh, Joe Henderson, Jimmy Jufri, uh Snooky. and, um, Tony Williams, Webster Lewis played organ. Uh, of course the Bill Evans trio. Uh, it, it, it was unbelievable. So the Beatles. one of the, sem- one of the semesters, uh, at NEC, George took, uh, the big band that I happened to be playing in. And he said, fellas, we're going to, we're going to, this semester, we're going to work on this suite of music called living time, uh, which I, I was, I had known about. And, uh, the end of the semester came and he said uh, "He to a, a number of us, he said, guys, we're going to go to New York City to Carnegie Hall and we're going to play this, uh, you know, this concert. And I want you guys to come with me. You're going to be, you know, part of the, the large ensemble. So I was thrilled. I was playing a, like electric piano and clavinet. And, uh, I show up at uh, Carnegie Hall mm-hmm. and the stage hand says, set your keyboards up behind the drums and I look and it's a giant yellow drum set and I was and then Tony Williams walked in so you know we met and played the concert. Um, I was wow. living on Cape Cod at the time. I drove back up to the Cape and my I walk in and my roommate called and said, uh, "Hey, you'll never guess who called." And I I said, "Yeah, who's bad He said, "Tony Williams." And of course, I thought he was joking. Uh, and he said, No, there's his number, he wants you to call him so I called and he said, Hey man, you know, I'm putting a, a band together. Would you consider uh, coming back down to New York and, and just playing and we'll we'll see what happens. We'll try. So I just turned the car back around and went down to I guess down you did. to Yeah, down to New York and uh, went to Tony's apartment in Harlem, beautiful brownstone. And um we I uh, walk in and Alan Holdsworth is there. So The three of us started hanging out, um, started playing ideas together, and then a week later, uh, Tony Newton from Detroit is flown in, and the four of us start hanging out, and that was the birth of the new Tony Williams Lifetime. Uh, About a month or two later, Tony informed us that we were going into CBS 52nd Street to make a record, and it was probably, it it took maybe two days. Uh, I don't recall any overdubs um there were i don't recall any fixes it was either first or second take on everything i mean i was flying by the seat of my pants i was g- young and green and just trying to keep my eyes open and shut up and <laughs> so but <laughs> no. i had written this piece written this piece called protocosmos and it was really kind of out of george russell's influence um and i brought it into tony and he he uh, dug it and said yeah i want to record that so uh this is protocosmos
1: Let's hear it. Wow.
2: for the faint yeah. of heart better buckle up for that one uh wonderful Alan. <laughs> yeah. wonderful uh i had to Thank reach you. for my puffer i have a little asthma condition i had to take a shot during the middle of that one uh, uh I, 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 yeah it almost sounds like a, a flutter of uh, al di when i listen to that guitar uh work and uh your rhodes uh work uh very tasteful if i may say uh greg what did you hear as our experts well
3: you know first i want to ask if you can hear me because i accidentally hit the wrong button and i snuck back in so you can hear me okay yes. getting, yeah. Yeah. yeah yep mm-hmm. okay all right so all right first of all i need just a couple seconds while i set fire <laughs> to, to my drum set back here uh, but uh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 let me do that but uh it's great yeah, so, i want to ask Alan real quick uh in the beginning of that uh i can think of a couple ways to count that especially once the uh solo starts but when tony was doing his uh fills uh in the beginning how did you count that how did you write that out well it's funny like, to uh, you know, I mean. This song, for some
4: reason, gained a lot of traction in in the musical fusion world and uh, mm. was kind of a favorite amongst younger musicians that were Alan Holdsworth and Tony Williams fans. So there was a lot of stuff on the internet about it and different charts and uh, people mm. even thought Alan Holdsworth was the composer. So one day I just you know I I got pissed and I, I went on the internet and I said <laughs> guys. Let me set. The, let me just kind of set the record straight here. I'm the composer, and here's a chart of the tune. Really, I mean, it, I I counted. I counted count in three, you know. It's yeah. It's, yeah, right. uh, the, mm-hmm. yeah I counted in three, and you know, the bass. Uh, the the bass kind of moves through the bar. Uh, One, two, three, one, two, three. Da 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 okay, da da. Yep. You know, it's in um, it's in yeah. it's in three. Yeah. But I'm it gonna, can yeah. you know, mm. you some people want to count it in six, but then it gets too nervous it's you there's no pocket. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's not relaxing. Yeah. Well it's in three. Uh, and I you know, I have and I little had to count my
3: ass off, man. It's <laughs> for the uh, yeah, for, you I'm know, sorry. to save my life,
4: man. <laughs> tony yeah and
3: and Tony's powerful, but uh at the same time it's uh, like your piano solo very very powerful, <laughs> like uh there was no back seats in this band and and allen uh, holsworth is just 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 great and just yeah. it was great that's you know I don't need to say too much because uh you wouldn't have it, like some stuff you just don't need to say you need to listen to it but it was just wonderful, I'm wonderful, him. powerful.
4: Thank powerful. you, man. Yeah. Powerful.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that. I, you I think know, that.
4: Tony, was, he, Tony was beautiful and uh, an incredible leader, too. Um, you know, I mean, because Miles taught him, uh, led right. him, you know, not so much about, hey, you know, they never told him what to play, but just kept, you know, making kind of – conceptual suggestions about things until he heard something that he wanted. And Tony was the same way. You know, he would say, he would say, Alan, man, listen to Holesworth, listen to his guitar, listen to the register that it's in. You know, can you, when you comp, can you orchestrate some stuff, you know, out of his way so that, you know, there's room for all the instruments. So he really taught me a lot about the sonic space, you know, when you record and, and even when you play live, you know, cause a lot of times, you know, piano players, especially, they just, when they're comping, they just play where the hell they think that, you know, Oh, here's a D seven chord and they just play it, but mm-hmm. they don't really, they're not listening to what's going on around them. And, and there's, there's places where that chord can sound magical and places where it can create, you know, a lot of audio confusion. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yes, I, it was I, I, really-
3: that's a fact. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue no, no, to I was just gonna say go Tony,
4: he he was really great about just uh being a leader that way. He, he you know, yeah, he and, let us and discover it.
3: Yeah, yeah, and by you saying that, uh I want to get uh let Scott get on to your other two, but by you saying that for listeners who are are not at the at the point or the level you are, but it's like really important uh to listen to people around you and you as you know I'm sure especially you but you can st- start telling not at your level you're way past that but when people aren't necessary necessarily listening but uh, I'm still on you and your piano teacher taking the train because uh, she wants to learn about <laughs> jazz and your example <laughs> yeah. is Bill Evans Eddie Gomez and Jack G. Janetto yeah, uh, how do you You that definitely up, yeah. learned this in the right way. <laughs> that, that's just uh that's that's just great. It it's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, And you're sure. right, yeah, exactly right about what to play and listening and all these guys that you're playing with, they were leaders that some I mean they were in somebody else's band that taught them and passed it on. Yeah, but you guys passed that on the right way, boy. Woo yeah. Man, yeah. God, don't lo- do this. I will say
2: I'll say I can't wait to, we're going to play it 10 more times. Uh, Alan, Greg, I bet you guys would agree that a song like that with, uh, you know, so much subtlety and nuance. It's like a piece of poetry. You have to read it 4, 5, 10, 20 times to really uh, get, your, get your teeth into it. And each time you do, uh, you give yourself a chance of loving it even more. So uh, lightning in a bottle, yeah. no question about that. Uh, so Perfect. that one, uh, 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 Proto-Cosmos um, – Uh, with Alan Pasqua and company and boy at at company is uh, not, not, not doing it justice, but uh, (laughs) loved it. Talk a little bit. Now we move ahead here to uh, 1995. If I have it right, Alan and uh, grace, the song, could you tell us about it, please? Uh,
4: Yes. Um, Okay. Uh, When I was in high school, I met this group of musicians that were in New Jersey or, you know, some guys lived in Jersey, some guys lived in New York. Uh, and we would get together on Saturdays in Cranford, New Jersey to play, you know, just jam, play tunes. Um, some, and one of the guys was Ralph Simon. He was a saxophone player. Another guy, I remember his name was Ron Alioto. Uh, Chris Parker, I believe, was one, a drummer. He came for part of the time.
3: Yeah. Um, and I was so the young guy. From, uh, from stuff. Is that, that, that Chris yeah, Chris Parker from, yeah, that play? Yeah, okay. yeah. all right. Side in. yeah. Side in. Uh, no, 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 no. And, yeah.
4: And yeah. I was the young. I was the young guy. I was the kid. Uh, but you know, I I like I, I love to go and play. And uh, <laughs> after one of the sessions on Saturday, uh, Ralph Simon, one of the, the tenor player, came up to me and he, and he said, "Man, he goes, you play too much." <laughs> And, and I just looked at him. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, "What?" He goes, yeah, you "Yeah, because man, you just play too much. Why don't you just listen more?" And, and I was like, huh. you know, just stunned. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, God. I felt awful, you know. But I never forgot it. <laughs> and yeah. years yeah. later, now you, years, you know, I I grow up. I go to college. I, now I'm living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I left L.A. for five years. I just wanted to move a uh, change the scenery in the Southwest and um, the phone rings and it's Ralph Simon. After all these years, uh, he tracked me down oh. and he said, look, he said, I'm working with a, a, a new record label in New York called postcards. And um, I want to know if you want to make a record. And I thought he was kidding, you know, and I was like, what are you talking? He goes, no, I'm serious. Uh, he says, you know, we have a budget and we can make the records in, in New York. And, and I said, yeah, of course I do. And he said, all right, well, uh, put together your dream guys that you'd want to play with. Um,
0: wow. so, you
4: know, I, I started listing, listing like uh, you know, listing them, you know, it was, uh, let's see. I said, well, Wayne, Wayne Shorter, uh, Jim Hall, uh, Paul Modian, um, Dave Holland, you know, I was just throwing names. You know, uh, Michael yeah. Bracker, Randy, Gary Bartz. I love Gary Bartz so much, my God. Um, and he said, "Okay, here. Well, here's their phone numbers. Call them and, and you know, uh, <laughs> you know, see who's see who's available." So, you know, uh, I called some of the guys. You know, Jim Hall. When I called him, he, he said. I said hi. My name's Alan Pascal. I'm making a record in New York. Would you, I'd love to, you know, be honored if you'd play it. His response was, "How'd you get my number?"
0: So, <laughs> yeah, you know, was a good yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. 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 So
4: that, that that call didn't last very long. And uh, Wayne, I actually I called Wayne's house, and it was like shorter residence. And I and I said hi. Is Wayne there? And they're like, just a minute, please. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and, and he, Wayne got on the phone. He was really gracious. He goes, I, I he goes, this I can't Wayne. do anything right now, man. But he was so sweet. <laughs> um, and then, I, I, you know, I, I called, uh, I called Paul Modian, and the, you know, the it rang three times, and then it picked up like uh, an answering machine would pick up, and all you heard was. Uh-huh. Beep. <laughs> there was no message, he was just, you know, <laughs> just straight. So I was like, I have straight the voice. Paul, my name's yeah. Alan, I'm making the straight. So he called me back, and you know, and he yeah. said, Oh, yeah, man, I'd love to do it. And then I talked to Ralph about it, and he said, You know, Dave Holland and Paul have rarely recorded together. Uh, he goes, And that would be a really interesting combination. So we got Dave on the uh, on the date, and um we made this record called uh, Dedications. That was the second record actually that I made for Postcards. The first one was called Milagro mm-hmm. and that was with uh, uh, Jack Dejeanette and, uh, and Michael Brecker. And yeah. um, so th- this song is called Grace and this is on the second record. And it's a, it's a trio, uh, uh, a, a trio record, a uh, song uh, recording. Um, and this really kind of, I think probably had a lot of uh, my uh, tip of the hat to, to Bill Evans. Uh,
2: yeah, let's 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 spin it. Here we go.
3: Beautiful. Um,
2: and that lovely <laughs> Greg, my God! Uh, Thank you. Guys. Maybe the and maybe the antithesis uh, to uh, proto cosmos, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can, yeah. You can see you can see it the capability of yours to uh, uh, play something like that, and that's a skill all in and of itself. Uh, it occurs to me uh no accident that a grand piano is shaped like an artist's paint palette uh alan and that's meant as a compliment <laughs> to you sir just Thank just, you. just uh greg <laughs> Thank greg you. your your thoughts
3: your thoughts greg uh no another uh, I'm moved a move I'm moved. just as yeah right uh, just either one of those. Uh, uh but just in a different kind of way just Unless my ears deceive me um going uh, between three and four, just so smooth, and you don't even know you're yeah. switching maybe time signatures yeah. a little bit because everything is is yeah. is just flowing so smoothly, and i you know i I can't say enough that's enough said um uh, i yeah, thanks, I I've, thanks, I've heard yeah. uh, the first one before, but I don't talk to anybody about it, so this is all blowing out i i rarely uh other than musicians too much just talking out to the audience that might not know music and just listening to it just as a whole first and it's just beautiful beautiful beautiful
4: thanks man
3: <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> well, I, I have uh, a funny story
4: well, about about this I, can, I want to share with you guys while we're making silly. this this record while we're <laughs> while in the middle of the take you know and i i, I i'm in in the drum booth with paul and i said paul here's a chart of the of the tune he goes okay man and he doesn't read music <laughs> uh, but you know his feel is second to none so you know i said listen at the end of the tune we're going to we're going to slow down we're going to retard you know and and then just kind of go free but you know the all of us you know i want the band to retard okay man so we do the take and, and you know, I'm playing and I'm, I'm in my head. I'm going, geez, this is a really nice take. I think, I, said, I think, you know, while it's going on, we're getting close to the end. I think we got it. And we, I start to slow down and Paul doesn't. He keeps playing time. And they, I'm breaking the time down, and Dave Holland is breaking the time down. And Paul just keeps going, ding, ding, <laughs> ding on the cymbal. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we blew the take. And I I swear to God, I almost stopped and went, fellas, we got to do it again. And I went, oh, I said, screw it. Just finish it, and we'll go in and Doing. listen to it, and then we'll make another yeah. take. And then I, I, we finish the take. <laughs> I go into the booth, and we listen back to it. And it's it's magic what Paul did because he created all this contrast against yeah. you yeah. know the two of yeah. us that are yeah. slowing down and he's just like keeping time <laughs> like but he's fa- he's fading out as he's keeping time it was just magical yeah 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 and yeah. yeah. well, you said and so I around. almost ruined it I almost I almost ruined it <laughs> by you know I was going to open yeah. my mouth and say oh we got to do another one. So uh, you know, you sometimes when you have a musical, uh, sometimes when you have a musical agenda, um, it doesn't work out the <laughs> way well, you think it's going to. And, and yeah, uh, fact.
3: you know, that's thank, fact. thank, and thank God what, I was uh, being I was flexible. flexible. Yeah. flexible. Right? <laughs> and you said something uh, when 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 which is 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 like difficult uh, 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 that difficult to do. Like there was a a, a quick, real quick story with this. Uh, that um, I heard, but somebody was in the band, and Tony Williams was recording with uh, Sonny Rollins, and oh. Tony kind of said, uh, "I, I kind of don't know like what you want me to do." And he said, yeah. uh, in his voice in, in Sonny Rollins' voice, that yeah. you know you're the you're, you're the great Tony Williams. How would it sound if I was telling you what to play? And he never yeah. told him uh. what to play. And mm-hmm. you know you gotta. <laughs> and that takes experience to be able to listen and come up with your part uh and yeah you've done that all your career so uh that's that's a very very good point very good point you, you know it's, it's
4: really it's really interesting cuz you know i was in in the jazz world even though i was you know in my 30s at the time i was young and green i mean i had just started making you know, records as a leader. And, you know, the first record for postcards was called, as I mentioned before, Milagro and, and uh, that had uh, Jack DeJunette, uh playing drums. And there, there's a tune that I wrote called Rio Grande that Mike Brecker plays mm-hmm. on. And I had a demo mm-hmm. of it that I used to play in LA with Pete Erskine and Pete played uh, like an almost ECM kind of a cross sticky, beautiful European
1: mm-hmm. kind of
4: a pulse and and hmm. we rehearsed in New York to make the record, and Jack was kind of playing uh, like a, almost like a boogaloo groove, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Man? You know, and, and I was like, <laughs> "And I'm like, now how the hell do I tell Jack this isn't what I I had imagined?" <laughs> so I, you know, as nicely yeah. as I could, I said, "Hey, Jack, um, you know, I'm really kind of thinking about maybe a different approach to this," and he's like, "Oh yeah," and I said. I said, yeah, man. I said I have a demo. Would you like? He goes, I don't want to hear any demo, man. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, thank you for kicking my rear end, right? There. <laughs> like, when you hire, when you hire an artist, you have to be open to allow them their creative yeah. you know that's what that's what you're hiring it's you know you that's right you know and what All he played right. on yeah. it was, was yeah. incredible it just wasn't what yeah, was right. up my musical agenda so it's like yeah, you right know, yeah, it's, yeah it's and, and they're
3: and they're sensitive but you want they're sensitive so you got to watch <laughs> how you say it but then you want them to be sensitive uh because that's sure. why you call them. That's what makes exactly. them great. So, it, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. ironic in a way. You know, it's like, you know, here I, I call Jack DeJunet for his brilliance, and then I'm trying to, you know, steer him <laughs> into playing a certain way. It's like, it's it's kind of foolish. <laughs> yeah. No, and, but you get it done.
3: You, you were, you were, you know, I'm not, I'm just giving credit where credit is due. I'm Not I'm blowing smoke up somebody's you know, rearing or anything, but you, uh, you, you, you learned that, uh, uh, yeah. you said, okay, let me sit back and let me be flexible with this. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people yeah. out there that's not flexible. Uh, that's when it right. Comes to, yeah. You know, uh, known oh, people yeah. that are uh, just not really flexible so that's great that's great i'm enjoying yeah. this uh scott yeah. <laughs> in this in this fun in this yeah. fun well you, yeah. you, you
2: you you hired talents and talents maybe going to have a different interpretation in fact you hope they do right um yeah you know. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah you guys you guys may have uh steely dan and in, in common but you know they were famous for you know bringing in people uh you know one band after yeah. another till till they found yeah. what they wanted and I think yep. part of it they they didn't they didn't know what they wanted until they heard it and then when they heard it they, exactly, they knew exactly yeah uh, mm-hmm. it, that's what you've got to allow to happen uh, that that free flow of ideas and the exchange of you know stuff that might be better maybe not maybe it won't be better but at least you've got to give it some air uh, which which you you smartly uh, did Alan and uh, that's such a pretty pretty tune. Um, thank you and and this whole this whole negotiation it, it intrigues me i have not sat in on many sessions but you guys have and uh the the, the delicate uhness that that the, the skillful uh, art of negotiating uh, you know, uh, working at a change. I mean, sometimes stuff's just not working, right? Uh, I'm sure you yeah. both had many of those experiences and, and you've got to work a guy towards the light, right? Or vice versa. And, and that, yeah. you know, it needs, needs to be done with, with, uh, uh you know politeness and mannerly and uh you know in such a way where you don't strip away dignity and piss people off and uh i i always yeah. imagine that that's that that's a real tricky thing uh particularly with some you know a, a big artist uh i don't know if you know brent uh fisher he's a friend of this show sure i do yeah he works sure he works out in your area and uh he was telling us uh stories where uh, you know, all all hell would break loose, and, and you know somebody had to kind of keep the keep the train on the track, so to speak. And uh, yeah, and, and it's great yeah. fun, fun to hear those stories. But I'm sure to be in that room, it was damned uncomfortable, you know. Or yes, I and,
4: agree. Uh, I totally but, agree uh, with that. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's part of
2: what makes it makes it fun for me to get a peek inside the huddle.
4: <laughs> well, hey,
2: uh, yeah. listen, we're, we're we're chewing up a lot of your time here, Alan, but I want. I want to play one more. Uh Dolce, if I'm saying it right. Uh tell us a little yeah. bit about that one, won't you? Uh,
4: yeah, this was uh written um oh probably in the last. Uh, what did I what was my date on this? I forget what it, what the date was. Uh thank you. The last had, ten years, uh,
2: yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Um uh, it looks so... like uh, this was mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Pete, Pete Erskine and I were actually roommates I- at Indiana University. I mean, I've known him over 50 years. Wow. And uh, yeah, we had bands together on campus at, I, at IU. And then he went off to play with Stan Kenton. I went off and played with Tony Williams. You know, he went with Maynard and Weather Report and all his incredible accomplishments. And then he wound up back in Los Angeles. So uh, I said, hey, man, let's let's play. So we put a trio together uh, first with uh, Dave Carpenter, our dear friend, uh, our, our late, unfortunately, dear friend, who was a great yeah. bass player. Yeah. Um, and we, re- we recorded so, uh, some records uh, together. And then later on with Derek Oles, uh, our bassist who was from Poland. Um, and mm-hmm. this was one of the, the, one of the pieces I wrote for the trio. Um, it's a very uh, melodic piece it's almost uh it's almost operatic in a sense uh and um you know it it really uh it kind of speaks to the to the sound of this of this band this trio um very simple melody with kind of uh unusual classical harmony to it um i liked uh I, I got very fascinated with combining uh, traditional chords in the jazz idiom, as opposed to always having jazz chords. You know, chords that are heavily altered and modified. I like mm-hmm. something about the purity of a simple pop chord or a classical chord mixed in, yeah. with, you know, in, in the you know in the uh, jazz composition. So this was. This is a good example uh, of a piece like that. An agrodolce, in Italian, means bitter sweet, and uh, hence uh-huh. the title. Yeah, love it. And love this it. actually, let's, let's we recorded this. Uh, we recorded this live in Italy. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and this was, yeah, actually, we we recorded it a, a few years ago, and it, this was uh, nominated last year for uh, a Grammy for best jazz CD. In uh, yeah. t- 2022, if I have it right. Yeah. 22. yeah. Awesome we, did, we did not win. Terry, Terry Lynn Carrington, bless her beautiful soul, she won. I'm so happy mm-hmm. for her. Uh, but uh, we were honored to be nominated.
2: Well, let's give That's this right. a listen. Folks will That's enjoy great. this. Here, here we go. So pretty you're here you're here, here, here. such a such a light touch, Alan. I'm sure you've heard that through the years. you've got a real uh delicate uh, with not at all uh, wispy or weak in any way, just very tasteful in the way that you approach each note. Um,
1: Thank you I,
2: I, a quick a quick story your 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 polar opposite is maybe a guy named well, Peterson to some extent. Uh, he and a guy named Monty <laughs> alexander were, were, were are, are known to break piano strings i wonder if that's ever happened <laughs> to you <laughs> uh, i was watching
4: no what's that? uh maybe b- by yet? accident uh but not uh not on purpose although i've been that's on, on a, a few festivals where the pianist yeah. before b- that was playing right before <laughs> me broke a string yeah.
2: Uh, uh oh.
4: probably on a, a couple of occasions, you know. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I never needed to play the piano. That I certainly can play it very, you know, <laughs> muscular, very hard if I if I need to. But it's um, in there. Yeah, for pieces like this, you know, you, you, it's you know, you would do it. It's kind of it begs the opposite, you know. It's yes, how much it tone yes, can you get out does. of the piano, you know? <laughs> yeah
2: well it, it's uh, it's 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 to my ear uh, the way you play is just exactly what I'd hope hope for the instrument uh Greg uh what I heard uh there uh just a just a, a, a very tasteful piano lead with you know gentle comps when uh the bass and drums were sort of uh, passing it back and forth uh, but but through it all just this real uh, uh lovely touch on the keys uh Greg what did you hear
3: um, uh, same as the other two, it was, uh, uh, beautiful, uh, but I understand what he's saying, uh, when he says, uh, <clears throat> orchestral, like it was like a, uh, uh at times, uh, like an orchestral piece, like parts to, to play the way Peter Erskine was playing. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. Enough said for me. <laughs> just you, uh, you, Wonderful. You, you. Yeah, you can
2: make a living doing this, uh, Alan, I I, I suspect.
3: Uh, (laughs) I keep trying, you
2: know. uh, You keep trying. I keep trying. (laughs) Just practice, practice, practice. Uh, Yeah, that's amen uh, to that. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm eager. How can we help serve your good works, Alan? We're going to have to save your uh, educational. Uh, credits and philosophy and all of that for another visit. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to invite you back for that uh, in the, in the interest of your time. But, but how can we help you uh, get people, drive people to your good works, your music? I'm I'm meaning,
4: you know, I am I'm pretty old school when it comes to all that. So if, you know, if anyone that Mm -hmm. was listening, um, if any of this music touched them, they can search me online and, uh, you know records are uh uh you know available streaming or otherwise uh you know uh, aside from yep. that you know I'm, I I'm in Los Angeles at the moment uh we I play here with Peter Erskine and Dark our trio plays here uh we just got back yep. from uh we did a, a month tour in Italy this summer we did uh, mm-hmm. thir- 22 dates in 30 days it was incredible Wow, and it uh, cool. took a couple of weeks to recover from that. <laughs> but it was really, yeah, I bet it did. Uh, we had a, uh, we had a beautiful time. Yeah. um, And uh, I yeah, like that, I, I'm, I'm here and I, you know, I teach privately a little bit in Los Angeles and uh, mm-hmm. uh, via zoom, you know, for people that are, are not in LA and uh, you know, I keep writing and uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll stay fertile and creative and, more music will, will be coming forth soon.
2: Yeah, I would stick to your stick to your program, my friend, because you've got you've got a formula <laughs> that really really touches me. It is it is to my taste, uh, for for certain, and Greg, I'll bet you'd agree. Um so know that you you've got uh, you've got access to us whenever you like, Alan, and uh, we'll we'll get that other thank you uh, guys. booked as soon as we can. And uh if you would, if I could indulge you as we're gonna play uh, Wichita on the way out. Uh, anything <laughs> yeah. there in the composition of that that we should know about, thirty, forty seconds on that one.
4: Well, I, you know, I mean, Jimmy Webb is a genius, uh, one of the great American songwriters uh, that kind of maybe isn't really looked in the same s- sentence as the great American songbook, but should be. Uh, should fantastic be. Fantastic composer, songwriter. Um, and, you know, the song, if you have a beautiful you know, song that's already sculpted, you don't need to do anything to it except play oh, it. Good boy. And and That's not right, get and not get in the song's way. Just don't try and do yeah. anything to it, you know? And and That's right. you know, I just tried to keep it in the idiom of you know, I didn't use try to use any jazz chords even though we we're playing with a jazz trio, but it's a pop <laughs> song. So, you know, yep. I kind of just thought of playing sensibly you know in in, in uh, my interpretation of what jimmy wrote but it's a it's a beautiful beautiful yeah. song it sure Peter is you, you make, dave carpenter on that
2: you, you 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 make grown men cry with that one alan uh <laughs> has been our guest today we so appreciate you alan all the very best to you my friends, for greg and i uh keep swinging won't you please
4: I will. Thank you so much, Scott and Greg. It's been a joy and an mm-hmm. honor for me to be on your program. Thanks again.
2: All Thank you so much. Take good uh, care. Bye-bye now. Uh, uh, Greg, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a true mensch, as they say, just a uh, terrific guy. Uh, wonderful player. Yeah, uh, I got to catch my breath, man. I'm just I'm all a Twitter here. Uh, let's take a <laughs> quick break, uh, Greg, and uh, we've still got some important business here to conduct. We've got uh, the Jazz flashback with Greg Rockingham, and he's going to break down a Dexter Gordon tune called Cheesecake, which you will not want to miss. So stay listening, folks.
1: And now a quick word from our sponsors. Stay tuned. If you dig what you're hearing, friends, why not pick up some Jazz Mill and Soul Message Band merchandise? High-quality mugs and tees that are certain to make you the happiest cat around. Just take out your phone. Ease on over to thejazzmill.net, click on the Swag tab, and get your order down. It's quick, it's simple, it's safe, and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. More sales help jazz musicians against cancer at the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America and the ASPCA. Welcome back for more great music and lively discussion on the jazz mill with your host, Scott Henderson. Well,
2: Greg, it is time for the flashback, my friend, uh, as we pay tribute to the important players and performances from the past. And, Jazz, Uh, what do you have for us this
3: week? All right. Um, Today, uh, September 28. Okay. Uh, uh, Pianist uh, Kenny Kirkland was born in uh, 1955 in Newport, New York. All right. And another thing that happened today, uh, Tony Bennett, and as we were talking about him, uh, Bill Evans, Uh uh, they record together again, and that's their second album. And they recorded Uh this day in 1976. Also, uh, tenor saxophonist uh, uh, John Gilmore was born in 1931 mm-hmm. in Summit, uh, Mississippi. Tomorrow on September 29th, and uh, 1959 on September 29th, I was born. Not that I rank with these guys, but <laughs> my birthday's tomorrow. So, T-Rock, uh, violinist. Your birthday. Yeah, uh Tomorrow, uh, violinist uh, John Lupani was born. Uh, in 1942, and I'm not going to pronounce this city's name because I might mess it up, but it was in France. Uh,
2: France uh, somewhere, yeah. Our
3: branches, (laughs) our branches, uh, 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 I know I'm messing. (laughs) But anyway, also, uh, (laughs) on the 29th, uh, trumpeter Dizzy Gillespie plays at Carnegie Hall with his big band and uh, with guest Ella Fitzgerald and this... uh, relatively known saxophonist uh charlie parker <laughs> in, <laughs> what a uh, 1947. lineup oh my god what right. a ticket to have then, huh? oh yeah uh september 30th lastly i can't leave this out uh drummer uh buddy rich was born in 1917 in new york new york and lastly uh bassist yeah. oscar pettiford was born in um uh, 1922 okay. yeah. and uh Um, uh, Umulgee, or is that how you pronounce that? In Oklahoma, so there you go. Okay,
2: yeah, 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 I know where you're talking. Uh, A lot of notables, a lot of big shots, a lot of important dates, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, Greg, uh, to include your birthday. Man, that's exciting, Uh, and I hope you have uh, many indulgent things planned uh, for that big occasion. Uh, You probably probably plan three I was going to say you're probably working, working at three games tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here we are putting you to work here today. Uh, but, uh, oh, you a, know,
0: uh,
2: you're the hardest working man in Chicago uh, showbiz, I think. Uh, but uh, good on you. Good on you for, for representing uh, Greg. Now, uh, in uh, our breakdown this week, you had a great suggestion, as I Uh, Reviewed this song Before air today Uh, A little tune called Cheesecake Dexter Gordon's Treatment of that one Uh, Talk a little bit About that
3: Before we give it
2: Before we give it A spin
3: All right Uh, That's uh, It's a rhythm section Of uh, Sonny Clark piano Mm Switch Warren on bass And the late great uh, 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 Billy Higgins on drums And of course uh, Mm -hmm. Dexter Gordon on On Sack. So just rhythm section and Kenner Sack, and it's uh, yep. just it's, uh, such an enjoyable uh, recording, and especially this one. So, uh, Folks will want to buckle I'll up. I'll talk more about uh, it. When we get hold to, on. Yeah. Hold
2: on for dear life. Uh, here, hear, hear any more to add, Greg, or are we good to go?
3: Oh, we're good to go. Okay, here it comes.
2: tag at the end Greg good pick good pick yeah. tell us what we just heard man that's a beauty Woo. Yeah
3: yeah cheesecake <laughs> Cheese yeah. so you had me a cheesecake but now I really love it Right right so I'm going to uh just tell you real quick cuz I know we're pre- uh, pressed for time So when like our this this is uh for the new listener uh, to jazz or one way to listen to jazz if you're uh not a musician or not musically and listening in that way. First uh say hello to Marquis. He, he's a new listener that uh is listening today. But uh, the tune oh, starts with the uh uh starts with the bass line, uh walking a, a descending kind of bass line. Well not kind of baseline, a bass line, which uh as when the melody comes in, uh, you realize that uh, he was walking, he was playing, well, I'm getting a little past the listener for a second, I guess, but the uh, half notes, which when the melody comes in, they go into this type of two-feel, which is uh, a, a, a sounds like it's twice as fast, but the bass player was playing half notes. And then the, the uh-huh. cymbal, the drummer comes in, uh, playing the same as the bass before the melody comes in and then uh I'm I rushing see. through this I'm sorry so the no, top like it. it it okay it it doubles uh when the melody starts but like i said uh it was just uh line walking in half notes uh the melody comes in which is we're going to call the a section and they continue to play in the like the two feel for eight bars And then the bass player starts walking quarter notes uh, in the next eight bars. And, you know, time is 4-4. Then you go back to the beginning and play that again. So that's A repeated. That section is A repeated. And then uh, as they're going into the B section, there's a, a break. And then that's the bridge. And that's the B section. And, of course, They come back to the A section and then uh, play that completely. And then a solo break. And you can hear Dexter Gordon, his fabulous swinging solo first. And then piano player, Sonny Clark, comes in and takes a solo. And then when uh, Dexter Gordon comes back in, sounds like that could have been a shout section in the beginning and then uh, some trading with the drummers, but it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Next, Dexter mm-hmm. just played another solo, and then they went back to the top, played the tune down again, and then, as you mentioned, the tag at the end to take it out. So uh, real fast, that was uh, what I uh, thought about and listened to as yeah. I was listening to that. And a new so, listener so great to jazz or so great to think about stuff like that. okay.
2: yeah, well, it it just deepens our enjoyment of it, Greg, when you do this, because uh, you know we now know what we're hearing, and uh, to be able to you know kind of put uh, the construct uh, together along with what we're enjoying with our ears, uh, it just gives us another layer of things to appreciate. And uh, I think that's why, if people uh, can be made curious about this music, I'm talking specifically about jazz, and some of this, uh, you know, is, is a little more complicated than, you know, folks might be ready or interested in, but if you'll give it a shot and, and give it three or four spins through before you judge it, uh, I think you'll start to find, you know, the the uh the, the common phrases and things that you can get your teeth into and when you understand um you know some of the things that are going on within the van uh it just makes that easier and uh you help us do that rock and I I'm, I'm grateful that you uh that you can and are willing to on these airwaves it's it's one of our values uh they oh, tell yeah. us in the feedback so uh good on you man and, and I encourage for, I in, right, I encourage people to
3: to Go out and hear some jazz. Go out and that's right. Uh, and, and and no matter where it is, uh, you know it's it's. I can't speak for bad j- jazz examples. Uh, but if you get a chance <laughs> to hear some names that you've heard of before, do that. And if there's names that you haven't heard of, heard before, uh, listen to that and listen to you yeah, know yeah. it's it's just you're not gonna find the greatest players in anything that you do all the time, you know, uh, but just support jazz on a national level or even a, a local level. And you'd yep. be surprised how many great musicians are just playing in a club downtown or, or yep. uh, somewhere close by. So it's, they need uh, support it, too,
2: that's for sure. They sure do. Support Support live music and, and support, uh, you know, recorded music, uh, Greg. Like like you guys, uh, you know, um, it, just get out and, and hear them. Now that we've got uh, some some improvement in the pandemic and all of that, there's no excuse not to not to hear it live and to see music played. is a whole other experience, and, uh, and and it's so important to the, the artists and the and the people who are booking. Uh, acts. I mean, we've gotta show them but uh yeah, we're gonna come out and we're gonna we're gonna put our money down and we're gonna we're gonna be uh have a rich experience on a on, on account of that. Uh so your your points are taken, uh Greg, and uh which, which is a beautiful segue to uh where you're playing next. I know you're busy tomorrow. Uh where 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 are you playing and, and what's your weekend looking like in your week ahead, please. Uh
3: okay, so tomorrow we'll plan a uh concert at uh Studio Five in Evanston. Uh mm-hmm. we, uh played there before. And also just to let people know, uh no no imitation, uh no just single keyboard uh with a Hammond B three sound. Uh uh I bring uh, Hammond B three <laughs> and two Leslie speakers just like they used to do yes, in the past you do. and I, I guess I'm yep. a- Stuck in the past sometimes, but uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Foreman will be uh, playing in Lee Waltenberg and saxophonist Greg Jung, and myself. Yep. Uh, and that's tomorrow in Evanston, and um, also, every, well, I was supposed to play Saturday uh, at the club that we always play in Waukegan, but uh, unfortunately, I had to cancel that. So somebody might have seen that on uh-huh. the schedule. On the,
1: but then we played the Sunday schedule.
3: at the Green Mill yeah it, it might have been canceled uh, well it's canceled but if it's still on the schedule that's that's not happening
0: okay in regard uh, every yeah.
3: sunday at the green mill uh every sunday at the green mill and then uh right after my wife's birthday on uh october 4th right after that uh we play at uh, Fitzgerald's. That uh, is that a great place to play and uh we've been yeah. playing there for quite a while so that's enjoyable and then go back out on the road for a little bit we got a couple of things in ohio and that's about it uh getting ready to record another cd with uh soul message and just that's that's about it just always playing and always trying to do something that deals with music
2: well you guys are uh you know you're you're such an inspiration and it's uh music that i know if people will 'll listen to it. It's hard not to like a b three i mean I, I i don't know uh what there is to argue about, but uh uh it's a wonderful instrument, and when you play it in it's authentic uh, uh construct, Greg, like you suggest with the two Leslies and you know the old uh, uh the old keyboard with the stops and all of that. Uh, I went to see Joey uh, Joey De- De Francesco one time and uh, at the jazz uh, showcase over here, and he had a little, little like a little Casio keyboard, probably cost ten thousand dollars. But uh, you know, he tried to make that sound like like a B three, and I wasn't having any of it. I was like, "You got to be kidding me, man!" Uh, and, and, he, and even in his hand, he couldn't pull it off. You know, it was like there's no substitute for for the old uh, you got to lug that weight in order to get the sound i think that's what it is uh and i know it's probably yeah. probably a real mother to get in and out of these venues but uh, uh hopefully you can you can uh, uh uh you know get some good young backs to to help you out when you're humping it around but yeah. uh well good on you man and uh, uh an early happy birthday to you greg i know tomorrow's the big day and uh, if I don't get a chance to talk to you, I want to want to uh, uh, wish you a happy birthday and many, many more. You're
0: you're uh, right. you're you're yeah. an
2: important you're an important voice in this kind of music, Greg. And uh, and you. we're starting to starting to reach some people. You're uh, you know, you and you and me, you probably more than me are. Uh, starting to make a little name for ourselves We're we're growing week over week blog talk network is just very happy with what they're seeing from us and we're uh, up for a webby this year as one of the great uh the best of the best uh podcasts out there we're already after only uh less than 50 broadcasts we're, we're already on the top Uh, We're in the top 70 of all the podcasts uh, available, which is saying something. And uh, that's because I think people are talking about us and they're finding value when they listen. And, uh, you know, you and uh, guests like uh, uh, Alan Pasqua today was with us, and uh, and he is certainly a big shot in the industry and a great guy. I mean, you talk about approachable uh, fun. I mean, you sit there and listen to him. Uh, talk about who he's played with, and it's, it's like a who's who. And you know? every time someone says Miles Davis or, or you know Coltrane, like, I'm like, my jaw hits the desk. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my god, how do you even? How do you even uh uh you know, follow that? It's just such a such right. an amazing uh credit that they have in their backgrounds. But uh it, it's real stuff and uh we're gonna play uh one more of uh Allen's. But a last thank you to our listeners and, and Marquis, thank you for listening to. Uh Greg, you tell me he's a he's a new uh listener. I mm-hmm. hope uh he will listen each time and, and tell tell your friends about us, won't you please? Uh check this one out, uh uh, Greg, see if you can see if you can make it through the whole thing. It's the Wichita lineman in the capable hands of Alan Pasqua, and uh, it, it, it's a real tearjerker, and I don't know quite why it is, because I don't know that that was the intent of Jimmy Webb when he wrote it. But uh, boy, the way this is played, it gets me every time. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play out uh, our audience with uh, the Wichita lineman by Alan Pasqua. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs>